Resuming. Weird. World. Order. Broadcast. Dynatherms connected. Initiating broadcast signal in... Ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, this is a Nerd World Order broadcast. I am the man that you call Dukes, and to my right, it's all about the... Booyah, what's up, it's your boy Joe, baby. And to my other, other right, weighing in at 178 adamantium-filled pounds, Alfonso X-Man Flores. Oh, my stars and garters. I know that one, that's Beast. Classic. So, ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, MCU Phase 4 has finally come to an end. Uh, for some, it's a end that we all needed. Moving on to Phase 5. For others, uh, Phase 4 was very enjoyable. What we're going to be talking about today is we are going to rank the top three. So each of us will have a top three, and we'll tell you the top three villains that we have for phase four we haven't discussed it we may be unprepared we don't know however we are going to be discussing uh the top three villains of phase four how you guys doing today really good pretty good pretty darn good glad to hear it so ladies gentlemen and nice the nerd old order i know what you're probably thinking what were the movies of phase four was that like um well you know what I actually got you. Uh, let's talk about what the movies were for Phase 4. Movies and shows. Uh, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Eternals, Spider-Man, No Way Home, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and Ever, and Ever, WandaVision, <laughs> The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel, I Am Groot, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, Werewolf by Night, and rounding it out for the end of Phase 4, the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Uh, guys, I know this isn't part of what we're going to talk about, but of those movies I listed off, which one do you consider to be your favorite? Oh, the movies. Hold on, I'm taking a look at my list because I got to refresh. Um, you know, I'm going to say Spider-Man No Way Home. Ooh, wow. That's an interesting one. Joe, I'm going to let you jump in in a second. It's almost like I feel like I'd be copying Alfonso's homework if I said Spider-Man No Way Home as well. Ah. <laughs> uh. It, it had the fan service I deserved, you know. Yeah, I'm going to have to say No Way Home as well. My favorite of Phase 4. Joe, what you got for number one in Phase 4? Yeah, I'm going to say the same thing, Spider-Man no way, no way Home. But for me, like, it was so good. I don't even consider it part of Phase 4, to be honest. In my, <laughs> in my mind, you know, I guess because it's Sony. Sony and, you know, MCU, you know, Disney. But uh, it, it was really good. I, I think it... 
the reason why all of us feel the same because we were invested because I mean you brought back Toby Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and the hype was it was the hype was real because you know there was rumors about the you know those three being together, but you weren't sure. And I remember all of us was really trying trying to stay off social media, you know, trying to avoid all those leaks and stuff, even though we had heard that that was going to happen. But just the emotional payoff at the very end of the scene, even though the fight scene was maybe five, eight minutes, maybe it seemed like it was a half hour of fighting because it was so good. And I can I can see why all three of us picked this uh, this movie in particular to be the best of phase uh, for. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'll say this. It started off phase four with a bang. Like mm-hmm. for me, I was like, wow. You know, I thought it would tie into Multiverse of Madness. I thought it would mm-hmm. tie into the Venom movie. I was like, wow. And then Phase 4 happened, and, and you know, it just didn't didn't live up to that movie, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Because we consider, like, that part of Phase 4, but Morbius, I mean, we don't even consider that part of any Phase 4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny, Joe, because when you said, like, oh, well, that's a Sony movie, I immediately thought, but yeah, but Sony gave us that horrible uh let there be carnage and morbius so mm-hmm. you know sony's not doing well madam web is coming out that's probably the next sony uh spider-verse well mm-hmm. other than you know into the spider-verse or excuse me into the yeah into the spider-verse don't they have another one with bad bunny coming out too what was that they do they do mm-hmm. and see <laughs> the character's so good <laughs> I'm like, I hope Joe Google because I don't know. Uh, yeah, I didn't care too much for it. It's like, yeah. It's a, it's a Mexican luchador wrestler, right? Yeah. I, I'm not familiar I, with them. I mean, I'm not mad at them. They're just tapping into the, the popularity of Bad Bunny. You would think <laughs> that I would love Bad Bunny because he's Bad Bunny. I've mm-hmm. listened to some of his stuff. I yeah, it's. Oh, be honest, man. I wish I could speak Spanish because, dude, he'd be putting out some bangers. The beats are dope. The way he'd be rapping, singing, it's dope. If I could, if I could just mimic that dude, oh my goodness, the Linus will be lining up for your boy, Bad Joey. Yeah, I don't think I've heard one of his songs. I mean, the last time I heard a you know, decent, you know, Spanish American rapper was uh, Mellow Man Ace. <laughs> you remember seeing him on uh, Bullet Train? I haven't seen that yet. I keep meaning to watch that. It's pretty good. Really? I don't think okay, now I'm confused. That. Was was Bad Bunny? in bullet train or was mellow man ace bad bunny because you know sometimes alfonso yeah. throws me off he's like this is a joke it's not a joke yeah <laughs> I, I think no. it's no i'm trying to think mellow man ace was he the one that says today you tell me something me mañana otro cosa was that him or yeah mentirosa <laughs> yeah check this okay. out baby oh sorry okay that's what I got. <laughs> wow okay gentlemen uh <laughs> let's run through the top this villain from phase four we're talking obscure we're talking your favorites we have them all on this list in no particular order it's almost like we stole this list from a screen rant we have the lizard from spider-man no way home drake off from black widow the sandman from spider-man no way home najma from ms marvel i probably mispronounced her name i apologize Najma for doing that. Taskmaster from um, Black Widow. Uh, Venusa Bloodstone from Werewolf by Night. Icarus from the... Can a movie be its villain in itself? I don't know. Razor Fist 
or Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Electro from Spider-Man No Way Home. Infinity Ultron from What If. Uh, Carly Morgenthau from Falcon and Winter Soldier. Titania from She-Hulk Attorney at Law. He Who Remains from uh, Loki. Arthur, Arthur Haro from Moon Knight. The Kingpin from um, Hawkeye. The Death Dealer from Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Doc Ock from Spider-Man No Way Home. Maya Lopez, also known as Echo, from the Hawkeye series. Agatha Harkness from WandaVision. John Walker from The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Gore the God Butcher from Thor Love and Thunder. The Green Goblin in Spider-Man No Way Home. Win Wu from Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings. The Scarlet Witch in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of the Madness. No more from Wakanda Forever. And that is actually the list of every villain from Phase 4. Ah, that's quite a few, gentlemen. Uh, let's see here. So we're going to go 3, 2, 1, starting with uh, the villain. Oh, also, also, let me get into this for a moment. Here's how I rank the villains, because I said to myself, I said, self, how do you determine which villain is going to be, like, the best, right? Like, what do you use to decide that? I said to myself, it's going to be the villain that had the most impact, you know, because I feel like some villains were cool. Other villains, you know, like they, they just, they were cool or some had big impact, but they weren't cool. So, and some didn't affect the MCU at all. You know, they were just completely standalone, but I went with whether it be a show or a, or a movie who impacted the actual story the most. So that was just my personal way of looking at it coming in at number three for me and i would assume number one for at least one of you guys i'm assuming is going to be namor from uh obviously black panther what do you guys think of that one um well i don't know how kevin feige can just look What's at that number one? and think and just think like yeah these are the villains that we need for phase four <laughs> you know what i mean dude like if you look at some of these villains that were trash but um, yeah, I do have Neymar on my list, but he is not number three. Uh, my okay. number three is um, Infinity Ultra. Ooh. So I thought that, you know, like just the whole what if series leading up with Ultron was, I thought was pretty good. And uh, it was very interesting take on him, you know, multi, you know, universe hopping with the Watcher. I thought that was really unique. You know, I also have Infinity Ultron on my list as well. There are no X-Men on this list. My number three is actually Icarus because, you know, villains are the ones you love to hate. And right now, nobody loves to hate anything more than the Eternals. And that's where you get Icarus. Yeah, but Eternals is the whole movie in general, not so much Icarus. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if you would have said Eternals, I'd have been like, yeah, you probably might have (laughs) That's the villain, Eternals. (laughs) You know, it's it's interesting because as we were running through the list, I, I asked the question, can a, can a movie itself be the villain? And <laughs> definitely the Eternals is a villain. But here's my thing about the Eternals, right? If we look back and we watch it, there were the Deviants. 
they were villains that didn't make the list. Uh, then we had the Celestials dropping an egg in the center of the earth. They were a villain, right? Then Icarus right. was a villain too. Um, and also the Celestials just kind of sent the Eternals off on some wild goose chase where they were like, you guys are special and you're one of a kind. And then you come to find out like, nah, we do this on every planet. You guys aren't special. <laughs> but if they do it on every planet, wouldn't there be more Eternals on other planets? But that's neither here nor there because the movie was just bad. But, um, you know, out of the three that we all mentioned, yeah, for me, Icarus just didn't move the plot forward. You know, that was my thing. Um, and even though Ultron is on my list, I'm like, did he move the plot forward or was it just a series of stories? And then at one point they all came together. You know what I mean? Of the three you gentlemen have mentioned, I'm going to have to go with uh, Namor as being, you know, because that was my number three. No, but seriously, you know, I think the thing about Namor was he was the first villain that to me, even though people say he was sympathetic, he was ruthless, mm-hmm. which I really liked. You know, it wasn't like this, oh, well, you know, I don't know. Will he, will he not? No. I mean, he killed someone's mom mm-hmm. and just didn't care, you know? Did, so, he, did he, though, or she just drowned? <laughs> well, yeah, she was just too old to swim up. Oh, I, I hope you, Ironheart. He poured the glass of water in which she drowned in. Yeah. You know, like he was just, you know, call him Cuckoo Khan. I'm honestly, I'm going to say, I'm going to agree with Joe. Um, The Infinity Ultron um, originally was on my list, and then I was redoing my list and redoing my list, and apparently I forgot (laughs) about him because I thought Icarus was a funny thing to do. But yeah, (laughs) Infinity Ultron, I think originally was my number two, and uh, Mm. he's not on my list now, and I, I regret that. But I definitely agree with Joe, Infinity Ultron. I think we should probably save the talk for no more for a little later because I'm sure he's on the top of one of our lists, at least one of ours. Well, in that <laughs> case, if uh, he is on the top of one of our lists, let's move on to number two. And uh going to say number two for me is what if Infinity Ultron? Just because I, I felt like he is possibly the most interesting villain and the most powerful villain. And I thought the way that they defeated him was kind of weird and like kind of cheap and yeah. they couldn't really defeat him. You know, I thought that, you know, once they brought in strange Supreme and he was just like, yeah, we're just going to chill here forever in this uh, snow globe. Mm-hmm. You know, that was cool. But I felt like without that, it was, they couldn't defeat that dude. They needed strange. Supreme, no. It was nothing. Yeah. They couldn't, they had to trap him with the strange. No, man, I was and I thought, I mean, there's no way, you no know what, you couldn't stop it. Other, other than that, bro, the guy was, he was OP. Remember? Okay, I remember. I think this is the first time. And okay, I'm admitting that sometimes I watch stuff while I'm driving. But anyway, this is the first time I've ever watched any Marvel show, movie, anything, and just been like, whoa. Remember when Infinity Infinity Ultron recognized the Watcher? Like, oh, he oh, oh, turned around and he saw him. Yeah. I was like, whoa. I was driving yeah. to work to the city yeah. of Compton. And I was yeah. like, whoa. I almost had to pull over. I was like, oh, watch that again. Yeah. That was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was dope. Because even the watcher was like, you see me? He's like, oh, I see you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, to mm-hmm. me, that may be the best moment in MCU history is when right. he turned around and he was like, 
Uh, it was very reminiscent of, you know, the Flash running at full speed and then Superman just turned his eye and catching him. I mean, that wasn't a great movie, but that part right there alone was like, ding! You know what I mean? It was the same film. It's like, whoa! Gotcha. Here's, here's why that moment wasn't really that, that the Superman and the Flash moment wasn't that important for me. Because I felt like I had seen it like a hundred times in mm-hmm. the trailers. Like everything yeah. up to that point, so it was kind of like, oh, I already saw this. It, it lost its impact because you took this, this cool moment and you just showed it a hundred times. Mm-hmm. That was- yeah, for sure. And then not to mention, like, I, I expect that. You know, like if he's running, I expect Superman to just cruise by and do that. But Infinity, like Ultron, him looking at the Watcher, that is something that you don't see every day. Another reality. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, because he was chasing. You didn't him. expect him to be him. that strong. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He was chasing him through realities, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna throw this out here. Didn't you feel like the chase between the Watcher and Infinity Ultron was better than the multiverse chase and multiverse of madness? Oh Not yeah, for far. sure. For sure. Yeah, man. Joe, your number two is. That's my number two. But he's right. It was close with him and Ultra because Huerta did such a good job as Neymar. And he made you care about like Neymar. Because dude, let's be honest, bro. If you if you had a comic you were gonna read between Neymar and Aquaman, you'd pick Aquaman. Just because for me, growing up, Aquaman would you he was more known, I guess, for me. Cooler. And I and I didn't really care too much for Neymar. But no, in this movie, there, to your point, his ruthlessness and the way he just came in to own Wakanda in the first part of the scene where they had that confrontation was dope. And then the way he portrayed him, him and his people was the soft side for him. So I kind of like I didn't like the where they put his character toward the end where he was pretty much was like, hey, they're going to need us kind of thing. But I, I, I make sense now because the reports come out. Universal still owns the rights to him, so you can't he can't make his own movie. So I get why they did that, you know, because he has to be in other movies just like the Federal Hulk. But for me, like, I mean, the dude was so dope. He made, I mean, the special effects director too, like he was so good that he was fly, flying with wings on his heels and, and it looked yes. pretty sick. And his movement and his speed, you know, I just think they wasted him. He could have been so much more in the movie. So I don't think we get, we get to see his true potential, but for me, I thought it out of all the lists that I looked, that he's the one that popped out for me. I'm gonna have to disagree with you, Joe, because everything that you just said regarding like you didn't care about Namor, um, Aquaman's better. Mm-hmm. I I feel like they made a character that I didn't like. Like mm-hmm. I don't like Namor. Namor, yeah. whatever you mm-hmm. want to call him. Yeah. I don't like him. And, and so when you say it's wasted potential, I'm just like, wow. For me, it's like the opposite because I'm like, dang, how did they take this character that, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is boring? Because like regular Namor where he was trying to get with, with Sue Richards all the time, you know, and he was fighting Mr. Fantastic. Boring. They took this character and they made him layered and they made him mm-hmm. exciting. And dude, the way he flew, it's mm-hmm. like flying is so common. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Iron Man flies, Superman mm-hmm. flies. Yeah. You, know, you see everyone flying. The way that he flew, nobody's flying like that. You know, mm-hmm. super cool. So I, I guess I just disagree with you because I don't see it as wasted potential because I didn't care about him anyway. 
and now right. I like him. <laughs> mm-hmm. X Man. It's not Mephisto. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna say the one who remains. One who remains, um, or as we know, he who King. remains. He who remains from um, from Loki. Uh, he is just one of those characters that just you know he's behind the scenes pulling the strings. He's he's the puppet master, you know, and he sees all. He knows all. He's he, you know he's got every answer, and then. You know, one little one little split second, he's just like, oh, all of a sudden I can't see, and he's super intrigued, mm-hmm. and I, just something. He's going to be awesome in Quantum Mania. I mean, I I think he's a really good pick for the for the new big bad for the next uh, you know Avengers movie. Uh, I, I, can he be an Avengers level threat? Yes, and I I think it was nice to get a little sneak peek of what he is because it's still this this guy isn't Kang, even though he's the same person. He's he's somebody mm-hmm. from a different reality, but. You know, you, you get to see a little playful side of them. And then we're going to see a more, you know, I mean, I, I just think it was super impactful. So I was super stoked with that. I am going to have to love the He Who Remains character, but not see him as being important to Phase 4 at all. Um, he popped in for, let's say, 10 minutes, gave an incredible, freaking incredible acting performance. But yeah, he didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why I don't feel like he was a strong villain. Now, Jonathan Major, dude, I originally was introduced to him in Lovecraft Country on HBO. That's an incredible show. And just a little side note, the director of Lovecraft Country is now set to direct Blade. That's incredible. Mm. You guys haven't seen Lovecraft Country with Jonathan Major? Just check it out. It's a crazy good show. But yeah, Alfonso, I, I can't agree with that one, man. I love you. I love Jonathan mm-hmm. Major. I can't yeah. do it. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with uh, with Alan as well. Like, I don't think he was impact. To me, I didn't really see him as a villain because he's the guy that pretty much got rid of all the other kings to bring balance to the universe. So in my eyes, like, even though he conquered all the kings, he's really not a bad dude because he knows there's worse kings than him that are going to, like, be more deadly than he is so for me it's almost like he's like the good version of the king now i can't wait for the king version that's going to be in quantumania and hopefully that movie doesn't just disappoint in in phase five but um that's the king i'm looking forward to because that king you know he's gonna be a dope villain this king here like good performance to your guys's point real john majors he's dope he's gonna be dope in the new creed three uh but for me like he wasn't so much of a villain for me like I think we had talked earlier where Alan had mentioned like the female Loki or it's not female, but the woman Loki was a lot more, was more of a villain than um, he who remains. Yeah. Sylvie was the catalyst for most of what happened in Loki uh, Mm -hmm. that brought us to he who remains Mm -hmm. at some point, even when she wasn't a villain and she was working with Loki, she was still the catalyst for getting them to the point where, we have he who remains and she stabbed who did she stab he who remains right she stabbed he who remains mm-hmm. so it's, it's kind of <laughs> even then she may not have had ill intention but she creates a negative outcome you want to do number one or you want me to do number one i could do number one okay uh, for me uh it's scarlet witch oh okay yeah. okay ah that's not a left field bro well for, because scarlet witch Here's the thing. 
up to like I want to say end games, no one really knew how strong she was unless you read the comics. So up to that point, like they didn't really do anything with her. So just for me, just her ruthlessness and how strong she was, you know, that you saw bits of it at Endgame and to really see what she went through or what she did in um, Doctor Strange 2 for me, I thought that was dope as hell. So for me, number uno. Alfonso X-Man Flores, what do you got? Yeah, I, I mean, I loved, I loved her character. I mean, I, I think she was great in that. Um, you know, and there is something to be said about a mother who just wants her children. I mean, you know, there's, yeah. there's usually a never mm-hmm. more unstoppable force. So I, I can, I can, I, I really, I really liked her in that, you know, it wasn't the greatest of movies. I, I did enjoy the movie, mm-hmm. but, um, I mean, in that movie, I would say the, uh, <laughs> what was it? The Sidorak was, you know, more impressive to me because, you know, eventually that's how we get juggernaut <laughs> besides that, you know, but not, my number one is, uh, it's no more. It's no more. Um, uh, I, no I, I did love the way they made this character. Um, I not a super big fan of them changing origins and, and, you know, making things different because I mean, it's, it works so well for so many years in the comics. Why are you going to change things? But with his character, I was very impressed with that. Um, he still had the gravitas as, as Namor in the, or, as Namor in the comics, but he is still a different person because he's no more. Um, he, he just, he was, he was ruthless. I mean, he was, he was a, he was a true leader of a nation. You know, he's going to make, he's going to make those calls for the greater good of his people. You know, that, that's what he was, he was about. And he was, you know, he was pompous and he was arrogant. Like, like I said, in in our Wakanda forever podcast, uh, something that I didn't see in a lot of people. Uh, I I think it's kind of the way he was portrayed. So it's going to be the kind of way that they're going to have to portray doom as well. You know, mm, I, I, I think, uh, yeah, it's it's a good it's a good platform, you know, for which you know to build off your villains because they need to start having villains. You know, um, I would say in the comics, I, I did prefer Namor over Aquaman just because he could talk to fish. You know, there's that that constant joke of Aquaman, but um, you know, he didn't have that power. And of course, I was always more Marvel than DC, so I was you know I was standing behind my guns there. And you know, I, I did I liked the way he was always trying to still sue. And Sue was slightly intrigued, but then later on, when when they revealed that the more or Namor was a mutant, and they brought him into the X Men, and you know, then they start talking about the past that him and Emma Frost had. I'm like, yeah, what's up with that? You know, he was, whew, man. So anyway, uh, you know, he's he's an X Men, you know. So how could I not choose him? You know, that's well, what I really love about Alfonso is how he can take any conversation and turn it into X-Men. Yeah, exactly. Well, technically, he's not an X-Men. Technically. Uh, well, the comics, not. Yeah, yeah we're MCU. talking about yeah, we're talking about MCU, so he's not an X-Men. Oh, I'm talking man. about reality, not the movies. Oh, yes, reality. <laughs> For some, that's reality. <laughs> wow. Wow. Joe just said, I'm, I'm crushing your dreams, Alfonso. <laughs> Well, you know, like that—that's that, another way to bring him in more. I mean, yeah. like Hulk, it's a group thing. If you make him a mutant, he can be in more movies. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, this this is uh, interesting, gentlemen, because I actually changed my number one based on Joe's statement because I was like, "But wait a minute, this doesn't even follow my own criteria." <laughs> so I had to change it as Joe was talking. So I'm sorry, Green Goblin, I had you as number one, but as much as Multiverse of Madness was hot garbage, 
Mm-hmm. Wanda just she she's the reason the movie existed, and right. she was a good villain. And mm-hmm. I personally didn't empathize with her, but so many people that I talked to say, you know what, a mom would do that. Yeah. A mom would go to those lengths to save her children. Mm-hmm. And even though you don't say her children are real, to her, her children are real. And she wants mm-hmm. to save her children. So, yeah. you know, not the same empathetic nonsense that they try to lay on us with almost every Marvel movie now. But it was, I have to say, coming out of nowhere. Initially, I was like, Joe, why? And then <laughs> once Joe laid out the facts, I was like, ah, Joe's right. Uh, there was no character that was more savage, mm-hmm. uh, moved the plot line along better, and whose story, even though I didn't care for the movie, her her story was consistent all the way through. She was trying to kill a little teenage girl so that she could get to some more dimensions, so she could mm-hmm. control more dimensions. So, yeah, Scarlet Witch it is. Yes, sir. So overall, gentlemen, uh, that is phase four, and uh, I'm very surprised, you know. Who are some honorable mentions you might have? <laughs> I've got one. The, the uh, Internet Trolls and She-Hulk. Now, are you talking the, was it the Illuminati? No, not the Illuminati. Was that no, who it was? Well, no, they didn't call themselves. What did they call them? Uh, no, no, I'm just talking about like all the internet trolls because I mean they were popping. Up. It wasn't. It was just. It wasn't even that that group. And I had the name of that on the tip of my tongue. But it wasn't even just that group. It's like every you know like most episodes had somebody on their phone and things popping up. But people were like, oh, you know, they they wrote things on this show about this show like how long ago and it was coming to light in real life so that's what they were saying so by the time that episode aired it's like as if they took those actual tweets or or you know posts or whatever and and put them up there because they knew exactly how the people were going to react and and it was it was just great because they knew they knew exactly how it was going to go down and and they put it out there and a lot of people looked like idiots i agree and Mm. it's just understanding how people are nowadays you know they they can't see a strong character like the She-Hulk and not complain about it. Right. Uh, Joe, any honorable mentions? For me, it'd be uh, Gore the God Butcher because he could have been so dope. Like, if they would have did what they did with Namor with him, dude, mm-hmm. that was dope. And I, I just felt cheapened by the way they put, you know, they, they, they used him in the movie. You know, like, even Hensworth is saying that the next Thor movie, he should die, and he's he shouldn't be as funny as they try to make him because he's like a slapstick kind of Thor, where that's not even Thor. So I mean, it would have been nice to see like Thor from one, you know, Thor one and two fight the Gore Gore the Butcher. You know what I mean? That, yeah. I think that would be pretty cool. But I thought that was a a wasted good villain because you know Christian Bale looks so good in that movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Total waste. Um, I just overlook him because I feel like he was a boring character and I couldn't really get into him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Honorable mention. I don't have any honorable mentions. Uh, I like Titania. I like that mm-hmm. actress. Um, yeah. Any other honorable mentions? Alfonso. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mephisto. Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> we almost had that in sync. You know, the villain that never was, but everybody saw. So it's like even if hmm. they could still write him in and it would be as if he was there the entire time. So I, I think that's it's it's just it's brilliant in the fact that it's it could be conjured up and not even have to be there, you know. Yeah. I mean we've talked about that before. If they did if right. if they do flashback scenes, they're not gonna do that because Marvel just doesn't do that. They don't do anything that we talk about. <laughs> you You're right. You're absolutely <laughs> right. You know, I was wondering. I figured one of you guys would say this. There's one villain for Phase Four, and it's us, because we're doing <laughs> our own movies. Yeah, right? we yeah. we're like, hey, all right, here's what should happen. Mm. And then when it doesn't happen, we're like, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get all excited. We hype ourselves up. Oh yeah, it could be this. And, and they do it this way, but then who doesn't? Yeah. Well that's that's the reason why I try to avoid trailers. You know, like that final trailer. I try to avoid it because for me, when I see that trailer, I build a story. And that right. story that I build is really good. And then the movie mm-hmm. comes out based on that trailer, and I'm like, Man, this isn't that good. So yeah. yeah. All the time. Well, gentlemen, we've gone through our top three. We've talked about every movie, and we've even had honorable mentions. So this brings us to a conclusion for this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. Alfonso, we need some final words from you. My final words are, no villain was hated more than Icarus (laughs) because of his movie. Yeah, it was because it was called the Icarus movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so until next time, ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, I am NWO. We are NWO. Nerds redefined. Booyah!